I was delivering a workshop the other day on impactful communication. It's one of my passions and it's something that I love to talk about in case you can't tell. But the thing is, at one point I was talking about the elements that are required for impactful communication to take place. And right as I started working on that particular set of information, a question arose which I often find myself responding to and I figured it might be nice to address it here on Sincerely Speaking so that you can benefit from the questions that many of my workshop attendees and clients ask me all the time. And the question centered around the fact that authenticity is one of the key elements for impactful communication. I work with a lot of leaders who are also introverts, and I work with a lot of leaders who can have blocks between their communication, what they're intending to communicate, and what their teams hear or what happens in that interaction with their teams. I also work with a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs who feel like they have to imitate someone else in order to be effective in their communication as entrepreneurs, in order to be able to market themselves effectively or be able to put themselves out there in a way that attracts clients and that brings business in. And what I was addressing at that point is that without authenticity, authenticity, there is no honesty in the communication and therefore the communication cannot be impactful because our brains do have a, a little sensor, I like to call it, that sees and perceives when what is in front of you is fake and sets up all these warning alarms, right? All these warn signals that let you know that something is off. Have you ever had that moment when you're talking to someone or you're listening to someone give a presentation or deliver a speech and you go, huh, something's off? something's just not right, right? Chances are that person is not being authentic at that time and your little sensor in your brain is detecting the fact that there's something that is not quite a match and so it's setting off all these alarms. But what I wanted to do today was help all of us understand that while authenticity is in fact crucial to any kind of real interaction between you and any other human being, whether that is in business, in sales, in relationships, in your family, in whatever case may be. But anytime you're interacting with another human being, authenticity is essential for that communication to be effective and especially if you want it to be impactful. But while that is true, authenticity is not what we have come to believe it is. And in fact, for a lot of us, authenticity has become an excuse to act in ways that instead of bringing us closer to other people, build walls between us and other people. Authenticity has often become an excuse to be like Popeye, right? I am what I am. You either take me or you don't. And while there is value in seeing yourself as valuable enough, right? There is strength in seeing yourself as valuable enough to be accepted and to be um, taken in exactly as you are, there is also an extreme level to this in which we might start using authenticity as an excuse that actually repels people in the wrong way, right? We don't want to attract everybody, but we also don't want to repel everybody or repel the people that we should be attracting. And sometimes the veil of authenticity is what keeps us from being able to make those connections that actually lead to the right kind of interactions and rapport. So today, Sincerely speaking, we're going to talk about how to stop using authenticity as an excuse, how to use authenticity in the right way, what authenticity really means, and why it is so important for impactful communication. 
I hope you're ready for this conversation. It's going to challenge some of your paradigms, but I know it's going to be impactful. So grab a pen and paper because this is one where you will probably want to write some things down and I will see you in a minute in this conversation on Sincerely Speaking. Hi, welcome to Sincerely Speaking. I'm Marcia Amaro, your self-leadership coach. Now, what that means is I'm here to help you rediscover your calling, tap into your greatest potential and strengths, and eliminate those things that keep getting in your way and in the way of your success. So whatever success looks like to you, whether it is in your career, in your business, in your relationships, or in your life in general, I'm here to help you get out of your own way, remove the obstacles, and elevate all of your life to the next level if you're ready to see everything that you're capable of and see what your life can look like, I invite you to head on over to marciamara.com and set up a 30-minute clarity and confidence call where we will talk about your mission, your vision, your goals, the things that you're here on this planet to create, what might be getting in the way up until now, and some actionable, amazing ways to get out of your own way to eliminate all those obstacles and reach the level of success that you've been dreaming of. Are you ready? Are you ready for the next level? Then stick around to this conversation of Sincerely Speaking and then head on over to marciomara.com and schedule your 30-minute call. Can't wait to meet you in person. Chat soon. The actual question that was asked during that workshop was this. What about when I am the type of person that is sometimes a little crass, that is sometimes a little obnoxious in my approach to people, and you're telling me that in order for me to have impactful communication, I need to be authentic, but does that mean that I get to just blurt out everything that I think and that I get to do exactly what I'm thinking? And then on the other hand, I had someone else ask me a related question, but that went to the opposite extreme. See, this person liked to wear certain things, right? Right? And that was part of his personality, the way he showed up. But he had been asked in the past to modify the way he dresses and the way he shows up for presentations um, because of the setting in which he presents. And he didn't really like how that made him feel. So I had the two extremes. I had, or the two sides of this, I had the one person that it was him who made others feel a little uncomfortable because of the way he was showing up. And then I had the one that was made to feel uncomfortable because he was asked to modify who he is. So is there something to those two extremes that would ask us to or would cause us to give up our authenticity or are they supposed to just stick to their authenticity even in spite of the possible consequences that it might have in their interaction with those other people i hope that makes sense so what i thought we'd do today is start by looking at the miriam webster some of the miriam webster's definition of authenticity i don't often do this i don't usually rely or go back to the dictionary to talk about these things. But I thought it would be interesting to address some of the things that Merriam-Webster says about authenticity. Are you ready? So the first thing in Merriam-Webster is that authenticity means not false or imitation. So if you're being authentic, you're not being false and you're not imitating anyone or anything. Then it says true to one's own personality, spirit, or character. That is closer to what we tend to think about when we think about authenticity, but we're going to talk about this in a minute. Then it says that being authentic, right? Authenticity is the character or the trait of being authentic. And authentic is being actually and exactly what is claimed. I'll say that again. Being actually and exactly what is claimed. 
And it also stated that authenticity or authentic implies being fully trustworthy as according with fact and that there's sincerity of intention when you're being authentic. I'll repeat those two. Implies being fully trustworthy as according to fact and it also implies sincerity of intention. So let's go back to some of those elements in that definition. I don't often do this, like I said, but I thought it was important to look at some of these elements. Like the fact that it's not false or imitation, you are not pretending to be someone you're not, and you're not trying to imitate or be like anybody else. That's part of authenticity, right? It's knowing where you start and the mentors or the role models that you have finished and knowing how to be yourself, even in the midst of recognizing that there's people that you get to model, that we all model somebody, that we're all bits and pieces of the important people in our lives, right? And that none of us come from a vacuum where there was nothing influencing or nurturing who we are, but at the same time, knowing that we get to a space where we should be able to recognize what parts are us and what parts aren't. And we get to, without falsehood and without imitation, show up as us, not as a copy of someone else, right? Not as a carbon copy of anybody else. The fact that it says that's true to our own personality, spirit, or character, I want to talk about for a second because I've said before, and if you followed me for a while, you've heard me say this before, personality is often misunderstood and personality isn't permanent. And we're going to talk more about this later, but I would hope that if you stop and you think about what you were like even five years ago, you will recognize that there have been some shifts and changes, some evolution in who you are, the way you show up, your personality, your character, your spirit, and that you'll be able to not just recognize those shifts, but value and validate those shifts as important, as necessary, as a huge part of growing and getting to the next sta stage, right? Getting to the next season of your life. I am approaching a part of my life that I have never experienced before. And that's true for all of us. And so as I enter this new season, I hope that I can take some of the lessons and some of the things that I've learned from the previous seasons, which in this case now have been quite a few, right? And apply them to being an even better, even more improved and even more, um, satisfactory version of myself so that I can just look at myself and be proud of who I am and who I've become. If I was stagnant in being the same personality exactly now as I was five, 10 years ago, I would have to question, what have I done with the experiences? Have I wasted all of the lessons learned? Have I wasted all the interactions, all of the dynamic things that have happened in my life? And if that's the case, then what's the point? Right. So it's important to understand that while we do identify with certain personality traits or certain personality types, while we do in the uh, progress of being human and living, accept and take on some labels that we use to define who we get to be, that is not the end all be all. And we will talk more about this later. But what I would love for us to center around, right, is the part that talks about being fully trustworthy and having sincerity of intention, being fully trustworthy and having sincerity of intention. If I'm fully trustworthy with myself and with others, then I'm being authentic because I'm being the person that I know I can trust to be 
without anything getting in the way, like me having to remember who I said I was going to be or me switching gears from one person to the next on the spot in the spur of the moment because I am pretending to be something that I'm not, right? So that level of being trustworthy and showing up as as fully trustworthy in fact, right? The facts don't, there's no disconnect between the fact and the behavior. There's no disconnect between the words and the actions. There's no disconnect between the way I show up today and the way I will show up tomorrow. There's no disconnect. There's still a recognizable essence right? Which is that sincerity of intention. I know how I'm showing up. I know what I want to bring forth and I know what I want you to perceive from me. And therefore there's that sincerity of intention in the way that I show up and in the things that I do, the things that I say yes to, the things that I say no to, the things that I recognize as being something that I would do or something that I wouldn't do. And that is a big part of the gauge, right? So as we move forward, let's talk a little bit about what authenticity is not and some of the things that we might be confused around when it comes to authenticity. And the first thing I'm going to say is that authenticity is not being the same, right? Authenticity and same are not synonymous. They're really not. And a lot of us think it is, right? Like if I'm being authentic, then like I said before, I'm the same no matter where I am, no matter who I'm talking to, I'm exactly the same. But think about that for a second. If I was exactly the same with my husband as I am with my clients, would that be appropriate? Would that be authentic? Not really, because with my husband, I have developed a certain vulnerability and a certain sense of intimacy that I don't have and will never have with any of my clients or anyone else other than him. So I have to authentically be different when I'm with my husband than when I'm with my clients or even when when I'm with my kids. And my daughters and I have a very tight, neat, intimate relationship as mother and daughters, but it's not the same and it wouldn't be appropriate for it to be the same level that it is with my husband or at the same in the same type of interactions, right? I don't act the same with him as I do with them, with my daughters. I don't act the same with my daughters as I do with my clients. I don't act the same with, I don't know, if you have a boss, you don't act the same with your boss as you do with your colleagues. And that is true and it's good and it's effective but it doesn't stop you being authentic. You can be authentic and still treat people in accordance to the type of relationship that you have with them and that you have built with them. Because throughout your interactions with them, you are showing up authentically for the level that you're with with them. You are showing up authentically for the type of intimacy and connection that you have with them. You're showing up authentically for the type of vulnerability that you have developed and trust. You're showing up authentically for how well you know them. So there's a difference in the way that we show up. That doesn't mean that we are being inauthentic. It just means it's a different type of scenario. It's a different environment. It's a different context. And therefore, showing up authentically means something very different. If I show up authentically at work, for example, right, that means that I know what I'm there to do. I know how to do it. And I put in the elements of my personality that suit that particular environment. That doesn't mean I'm going to go in and be as open and as vulnerable and as intimate with those people as I am, for example, with my siblings or as I am, for example, with my best friend. There are different levels of interaction 
And so being authentic doesn't mean that I'm going to be the same. And even with my kids, I tell them this all the time. I love them the same amount, but I treat them differently because they're different people. My youngest is all cuddles and hugs and kisses and just physical touch, right? My oldest is not. My oldest is about having deep conversations and about being heard and about being treated as someone who can think, <laughs> someone who has opinions, right? And so my oldest and I, when we are being intimate in that in that respect, like when we are bringing our, our relationship deeper, we have all sorts of deep conversations about politics and religion and work and the future and success and all these things. When I'm with my, my baby, my youngest, she's not a baby, she's 14, but when I'm with my youngest, we don't have those conversations. We have cuddles and kisses and, and just cute little talks about how cute she is and how much I love her. I love them both the same amount, but I love them differently. And I'm being authentic with both. I'm just knowing and understanding what they need from me at that time. And I'm also knowing and understanding what I'm willing to give and what I'm not, right? I would not be willing to maybe have certain, no, I can, that's not a good example, but I might not be willing to do certain things, right? I was going to say that I might not be willing to have certain conversations with my oldest, but at this point, she's an adult. We have conversations about anything and I'm willing to talk about anything. But when she was younger, I wasn't willing to have certain conversations with her because I didn't think they were appropriate, right? And so being authentic at that moment meant withholding from those conversations. Being authentic at this moment means being open to those same types of conversations. And that's a really good example because I'm still being me. I'm still being authentic. I'm still being mom. But the level of conversations that I was willing to have then is very different from the one I'm willing to have now. And so being authentic is not being the same. And I just want to make that abundantly clear. When you think about being authentic, don't make it mean that you have to be exactly the same with everybody all the time, no matter what. That's not what it means. The second one, being authentic is not the same thing as being fixed or unchangeable. It's not. I mentioned briefly before that you are not the same today, hopefully, as you were even five years ago, maybe even a few months ago right? I hope you're not the same today as you were when you were a teen or as you were when you were a young person in elementary school or even middle school. I hope you're not acting the same way you did when you were a toddler, right? And we have toddler moments. We all do. But you know what I'm talking about. We have changed. We have evolved. We have grown, right? So authenticity is not a shackle, a death sentence, or a perpetual um, a perpetual way of being that is not flexible. It's really not. You're not supposed to be exactly the same today as you were yesterday. That's having a very fixed mindset. And if you don't understand fixed versus growth mindset, go study, study Carol Dweck for a little bit. Her book is called Mindset. I recommend it highly. There's tons of TED Talks and stuff about it, but go look it up. We're not supposed to have a fixed mindset that says, well, this is who I am. This is the way I've always been. And this is the way I always will be. There's no chance for growth. If that were the case, then we should just shut down all the programs that help addicts recover. We should just shut down all the anger management classes. We should just shut down all the schools for that matter. And we should just let people be. And just accept that the way we are is the way we are. And we're never going to change. And it's fixed and it's done. 
But because we know that we can grow, because we know that we can change, because we know that there's another way that we can act and that we can be, then we have all these transformational programs. Then we have coaching. Then we have um, schools. Then we have programs. Then we have rehab centers. Then we have all of these things available because we understand that there is potential for change and for growth and for transformation. If we didn't believe that, then what would be the point of having all those things? What would be the point of doing anything really if we're going to just stick to the the same old story and be the same old way and never grow and never progress and never change and never alter? It's pointless. Then being authentic is not the same thing as being fixed, as being cemented and as being unchangeable. That is not the same thing. Number three, being authentic is not the same thing as justifying any and all behavior, right? You are not justified in mistreating someone because that's who you are. You are not justified in retreating from possibilities, from opportunities, from challenges, from obstacles. You are not justified in giving up or giving in. You're not justified in bulldozing or becoming a floor mat because that's your authentic self. Being authentic is not justifying those things. It's not sitting back and going, well, that's just the way it's gonna be. (laughs) That is ridiculous. It is not justification for behavior that is not going to support you, your dreams, your calling, what you're meant to do in this world, or that is going to keep you from supporting someone else, right? So what we're going to stop right here, right now, and I would love a commitment from you, like write a comment that says, I commit, or that says, I accept, one of the two, whatever feels better for you. But commit with me right now that we are going to stop using authenticity as an excuse, as a justification, as a reason to not try, to not evolve, to not be considerate with someone else, to not be uh, open to growth and to change and to become inflexible in the way that we show up. We're going to stop using authenticity as an excuse to just stop trying or to stop believing that there's another possibility, we're going to stop using authenticity as an excuse to stay where we are and then blame everyone and everything else because we're just being ourselves and then the rest of the world should just accept the way we are and cater to the way we are. Imagine if everybody assumed that kind of posture. And unfortunately, a lot of people do because they buy into the wrong definition of authenticity, because they buy into the wrong notion of what authenticity is. And they think authenticity means precisely, I am what I am and you better accept it or go away. And again, while there is some worth and some value in valuing yourself, right? And in loving yourself enough to not want to give in to every whim and everybody else's opinion of who you get to be and what you get to do. There's also a lot of value in understanding that yes, you are who you are and you were designed to be you and not anybody else. And you should not try to imitate or be like any other people. But, but there is growth to be had. And 
there is evolution to open ourselves up to. And there is growth ahead. And there are more possibilities for who we are in who we are, right? So here's what I would love to suggest. And I'm reminded right now of, I don't know if you've seen the movie Mulan. It's a very old movie there. Actually, I think they're making the live action now or they, no, they did the live action. I just haven't watched it. That's what it is. But anyway, Mulan, the Disney cartoon. Go watch it if you haven't. It's very old. But there's a song that she sings where she is um, questioning some of the things that she's being asked to do and what she really wants to do. And she looks at herself in the water at one point and she says, when will my reflection show who I am inside? Right. And authenticity has a lot to do with that, with being able to project outwardly who we are inwardly. Being open to sharing with others what we usually keep hidden inside of ourselves. Being in a position to be who we are, even in the face of possible judgment and even in the face of possible rejection, knowing that, like Dr. Seuss said, the people who care don't matter and the people who matter don't care. Right. So what are we going to do about this? Well, the first thing is I'm going to invite you to think about the pivotal moments in your life and the lessons that you learned in those pivotal moments. And here's why. Um, Vicky's a neighbor who is an amazing person. And I had the chance to interview and chat with a, a couple of years ago. She wrote the book Authenticity. Go check it out. It's really cool. But one of the things that she mentions in her book is that pivotal moments in our life help us rediscover our authentic self. They help us bring out those things that have become an ingrained part of who we are and how we're showing up today, right? Um, and they are key in helping us rediscover the us that we might have suppressed or hidden because we were trying to conform to everybody else, right? And just to be clear, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about conforming to everybody else. But we'll talk more about that in a second. But the first step in reclaiming your authenticity in the most positive sense without using it as an excuse is to go back and revisit those pivotal moments that you've had in your life and the lessons that you've learned. Now, what do I mean by pivotal moments? Those moments when you think about them, you know that you were not exactly the same after those moments. Good, bad, or in between. You know they shaped you. You know they changed you. You know that after those things happened, you were wiser, smarter, or you were harder and more broken, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. But stop and think about what are those pivotal moments that you keep going back to, that you keep remembering, that keep bubbling up when you think about why am I the way I am, right? And I don't typically invite the question why, but stop for a second and think, okay, what things have happened in my life that have allowed me to become or that have moved me to become the person that I am? And think about what those lessons are. And then think about how they make you feel. Not that I believe in being fully driven by feelings either, but how do they make you feel so that you can start figuring out which ones are you going to hang on to and which ones are you going to let go of? And if you're not sure how to let go of those things. Here's the invitation, right? Think about 
when you look at what you aim to be, the person that you aim to become, the person that when you think about in 5, 10, 15 years, you think about, oh my goodness, this is who I get to be. This is my full on amazing, most wonderful self that has the strength, the power, the courage to do whatever I know I get to do. And that doesn't let anything hold her or him back. What does that person look like? And then think back to those pivotal moments and think about whether the lesson learned in that pivotal moment supports or helps you get closer to being that person that you want to be in the future. If the answer is yes, hang on to it. If the answer is no, how can you change it? And you're going to say, Mars, it's in the past. I can't change it. You can't change the circumstance, but you can, in fact, change the meaning you attach to it. You can change how you see it. So if it's something that is not supporting the person that you get to be in the future, then how can you reframe it? How can you see it differently? What new meaning can you give it? What new lesson can you learn from it that is going to be helpful for you to become the future you that you envision, right? And it's still you. It's just a better version of you right? So that's the first one. Go back and revisit your pivotal moments and the lessons that you learned and filter them through the person that you're working to become, the person that you know you want to be in a year, five years, 10 years, and see how you can add a meaning to each lesson that supports you becoming that person. Make sense? If it doesn't, write me a comment and I'll explain. The second is ask yourself, how do you want to show up in any given circumstance? How do you want to show up? Here's something that I've learned, and you might resonate with this. We often think that dreaming about being or dreaming about doing something is a worthless exercise, right? It's like a, a, an invitation to being discouraged or being disheartened or not being to accomplish certain things. It's an invitation to frustration or disappointment. But here's the reality of it. When we have a dream that won't go away, that dream is actually a peek into your destiny and the person that you can be. It's actually a peek into your design, your calling, the way you've been created. And so looking at how you want to show up in any given circumstance, it's actually a glimpse into who you get to be and how you get to show up authentically. So stop suppressing that dream version of you and start looking at, okay, why is this appealing to me? Why do I want to show up this certain way? What do I think would end up being different if I did? And how can I start moving towards that today? If I already was that person, which I am, then how would I show up for this particular situation? How would I respond to my boss who's driving me crazy? How would I respond to that client that keeps ignoring me and still wants the results? How would I show up to that conversation with my spouse that has been so difficult to have? How would I show up to give some advice and some suggestions to my kids? Right? You are that person. It's just you haven't reached that level yet. But think about it. If you're dreaming about it, if it's pulling on your heartstrings, if it's something that you know that you've been thinking about forever, 
then there's something in there that you get to be. And you get to look at that and start thinking about how do I show up that way today? And then finally, finally, I'm thinking about Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror, right? Remember that song? I'm talking to the man. I'm not going to sing. Anyway, but um, think about the man or the woman in the mirror. And that is your main filter. If you're about to do, say, or behave in a way that would cause you to not recognize yourself in the mirror, that you can see yourself kind of like in a movie doing the thing and you're like, yeah, that's definitely not me. That is not something I would ever do. That is not someone I would ever want to show up as. That is not someone that I would ever um, want identified with myself. Then guess what? That's not authentic. You don't do it. And that was actually the, the bottom line of the response I gave at the workshop was, if you can look at yourself in the mirror, complying to what you're being asked to do and or treating that person in a different way, then go ahead and do it. It's still you. It might not be the most common version of yourself that shows up, but it's still you. However, if you picture yourself doing it and you're like, yeah, no, you feel so uncomfortable that you don't even recognize yourself. You try to look at yourself in the eye, in, the, in, in your eyes and mirror, and you're like, nope, can't hold my own gaze can't hold my own stare, then that is not something that you should give into. You should always be able to recognize yourself, either the current self that you are or a better version of yourself. If that doesn't happen, then it's not something that you get to do. But stop using authenticity as an excuse to be less than you get to be. Stop using authenticity as an excuse to not treat people the way they deserve to be treated or the way you would want to be treated if you were in their place. Stop using authenticity as an excuse to think that you're inflexible and that you have to be the same no matter where you are. Yeah, people should know what to expect when they see you. And you should act in a way that is congruent with the whole of who you are. And that doesn't make you or anybody else looking at you doing that feel uncomfortable or cringing, like the kids say. But as long as you can still look at yourself in the mirror and recognize who you are and feel comfortable with who you're being, then that's either you now or a version of you that is still evolving. And it's okay. To stop using authenticity as an excuse to stay where you are. Stop using authenticity as an excuse to be offensive. Stop using authenticity as an excuse to be inflexible. And stop using authenticity as an excuse to put yourself above other people. Be good? So, just to recap a little bit. You get to be you. And the world needs you. They don't need two of anybody else. The world needs you. The one you. With the best version of you. And in order to do that, we get to stop using authenticity to mean that we are the same with everybody or that we are completely inflexible or that there's no way that we can evolve, grow or change or that we just are who we are and you either accept it or you take a hike. Because there are times when we get to evolve. There are times when we get to grow and there are times when we get to change. And that, my friend, is the beauty of it all. 
I hope you have found as much value and impact in this conversation as we found in creating it for you. If you have, then go ahead and share this with someone else in your life that you know might find it valuable. And in the meantime, don't forget about my offer to head on over to marciamara.com and schedule your free 30-minute clarity and confidence call. We will talk through all your dreams, all your plans, all your goals, the things that might be getting in the way. And if it makes sense for both of us, I might invite you to join me in one of my programs or one of my coaching packages, but there's no obligation. And I promise you that this will be the best 30 minutes you've spent in a long, long time. So again, head on over to marciamara.com, set up that time to chat, and I will see you on the other side. And in the meantime, share, subscribe, like, and I will see you next week here on Sincerely Speaking. Thank you.